0: Hey everybody, it's your girl Cy Brown and today we're talking banks, Bank of America, (laughs) money uh, and just a whole lot of stuff that's going on with our finances. We have so many fun shows and we have so many um, shows where we're laughing and we have on authors and we have on coaches and uh, but today is not one of those shows. <laughs> we need to talk about some serious stuff. We Americans, just as Americans, we need to pay attention as to what's going on with our money and what's going on with our finances. Um, if you can go into the archives, you know the show uh, airs live weekdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time, but you can hear it anytime on the web, and it has an archive of our past shows. If you can, just go back into like our September 2008 shows. We've been on the air over two years, um, coming at you every single day. And I talked about what was going on with Lehman Brothers and the banks and how the banks were collapsing and Merrill Lynch and just a host of financial stuff. And I remember... During that particular time I share with, with all of you That I literally had these huge pieces of paper On the wall On my wall And I was charting what was happening On a day by day basis I should have saved them Instead of ripping them <laughs> ripping them down And tossing them Um, a few months later, but it's really critically important that we understand what's going on with our money, and although it may seem as though we're in an economic recovery, there's a lot of things that are happening under the surface that just may not be right. So on that note, uh, I just want to read to you a couple of things that I've been finding on the Internet. Full disclosure... I am not a finance whiz, I am not a financier, I am not a money person, I am just a person who is an American citizen, who loves her country, but is a little frustrated as to, as to the shell game that I believe is happening with our money and how things are working. One of the things that really has me disheartened is what's going on with unemployment. There's so many people on unemployment right now. So many people who really use unemployment as a lifeline and it's frustrating because so many people are struggling right now. They're really really struggling because they have no money and a lot of people, politicians are saying, "Well, you know what? They just uh don't want to work or, you know, excuse me, a year is enough or 26 weeks is enough. And when you really look at what's going on, come on, there are are entire cities who have been decimated because a factory closed or because um, their job was shipped overseas. There's so many things that we have to look at, and when we factor in what's really going on, it just makes you kind of wonder, hmm, what's really happening? I want to share with you excuse me, something I read from the Christian Science Monitor. Again, I encourage everybody to do your research, do your homework, look things up online, um, and, and figure out and try to learn what's really going on with our money. But this, this story I'm about to read to you, not the whole piece, but just a, a blurb on it, is according to the Christian Science Monitor, and you can find it on all 24-7 news. I'm just going to read this to you. The unemployment, and this is as of today, so today is July 19th, so um, again, I'm reading from all 24-7 news, and it's according to the Christian Science Monitor. The unemployment extension didn't happen this week. Clark Goodwin, formal general counsel to the governor of West Virginia, was appointed by Governor Manchin on Friday to fill the U.S. Senate seat and will be sworn into the Senate on Tuesday afternoon, a process which will delay the vote of the federal extension for unemployment until late Tuesday afternoon. The Senate is expected to vote on the unemployment extension bill, and assuming no changes from the last – excuse me, assuming no changes from the last – oh, someone just hit me in the chat room. I'm so sorry. My screen changed. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Okay. Assuming no changes from the last vote, shy of one of defeating a Republican filibuster, Goodwin's additional vote on the Democratic side is expected to win the day. H.R. 4213, the federal extension for unemployment, would extend the filing deadlines for the existing tiers of unemployment compensation. Mr. Goodwin, if everything proceeds on schedule, will be sworn in mid afternoon on Tuesday, and the Senate will immediately proceed to business with one of their first items being H.R. 4213 and its related unemployment extension counterparts. Follow these numbers H.R. 5618, a similar federal extension for unemployment that skips out on some mortgage related elements that the 4213 has, and the S. 3520 actually offers Tier 5 assistance to those most in need of it. It extends the filing deadline for extended unemployment benefits, including the extra $25 per month from the stimulus bill from June 2, 2010 to December 31, 2010. This bill would create a new fifth tier of benefits. It would only allow eligible individuals who exhaust their current benefit tiers to enter into the next of the four tiers that expired on June 2. I'm going to read one last paragraph of this. The deadline here is August 9th, when the House adjourns until September 10th. The Senate is also adjourning from August 10th to September 7th, which means if none of these bills gets passed by early August, another month of uncertain suffering is in store for both the, the Americans, which they have in parentheses, the 99ers, which are people who have exhausted all 99 weeks. They're called the 99ers. And they're as yet still hopeful unfiled cohort so what is happening the gist of that is originally um unemployed people get 26 weeks of unemployment as it stands right now they have added additional tiers the first 26 weeks are typically funded by the state after that the federal government has weighed in and offered additional funding now this is my commentary not something i'm reading added additional tiers of benefits to allow people to be Receive unemployment benefits extending up until 99 weeks, at which point on June 2nd it expired. The people who are 99 weekers or 99ers, as they're called, just commonly called online, you can Google 99ers and it'll show up. Um, these people have been on un- receiving unemployment benefits since 2008 because that's when they really perceived the recession was really starting to kick in. And the sad part is that. If you are in a city that really does not have an abundance or even minimal jobs, pretty much you're screwed because all of your tears have been exhausted, the federal government is not extending them, and economic recovery is very, very uncertain. So, again, I just want to share with you exactly what my source was and feel free to cross-reference, and then I'm going to go in on another couple of subjects. Um, I read from all 24-7 news, and it was courtesy of the Christian Science Monitor, so look that up. If you know anybody who's currently receiving unemployment benefits and may have exhausted their extensions, have them go to their local social service agencies because a lot of these agencies are making, um, to get this, more federally funded resources available, such as housing and things like that. Now, to me, my size, personal opinion, that it only makes sense for people to receive unemployment benefits because then at that point they'll be able to spend it. Talk about an economic stimulus. But you know what? I guess some people uh, just feel they would rather not give benefits and have them on public assistance, which is still federally funded anyway. I, I can't get it. I don't understand it. Don't Really not quite sure why um, they wouldn't extend the benefits, but you know what? It is what it is. Before I move on to the, our next subject, I just want to add um, just to say thank you to a couple of people who are listening in the chat room and a couple of people who have called in on the switchboard. Um, hi, Sandy. How are you, sweetheart, today? And I see we have a guest. I'm wondering about... Doa no fees, okay. I'm getting ready. I'll move right into Bank of America. <laughs> I was going to move on to the the secret uh, investigation from the Washington Post, which I really want to touch on, but I'll talk about. I'll move into Bank of America because it was at the request of my sunshine, Sandy. Uh, we'll get into that in in one second. Um, let me just see if anything else is going on in the chat room. Nope. Hi, guest. We have a guest listening. Guest. Four sixty three. Hello and welcome to Cybround Live. We are live on the air weekdays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and anytime on the web at com. Moving right along, let's skip down this road. Um, talking about Bank of America, today is just a money day. Uh, a lot of stuff is happening. I don't know if I'm the only one who remembers when banks used to shut down at 3 o'clock, like they had bank hours. Remember somebody, if you left work early, they would say, well, what do you have, banker's hours? Because banks would be open from like 9 to 3 or 10 to 3. Um, But a lot is going on with the banks. And a lot of stuff is starting to happen on weekdays. I know TD Bank has banking seven days a week, which is totally unheard of. It could be a customer acquisition strategy, but You know, I don't know. I just remember where there was no banking and no money transactions after hours. Now there's a lot of money moving around, a lot of stuff happening. Uh, But let me just read from Bank of America. This story is coming from Bloomberg, um, Bloomberg Business. It's B-L-O-O-M-B-E-R-G, and Bloomberg is um, that whole Bloomberg financial empire is the same Bloomberg who is the mayor of my esteemed city, uh, New York City. He is. He spent $109 uh, million to win as the mayor last year, and he won by a paltry, I want to say, you know, I can't even say because I don't want to get the number wrong, but it was a very, very small number of votes, and the other guy uh, only spent like, 10 million or something like that but anyway this is the same bloomberg so according to bloomberg financial news and bloomberg financial times feel free to go to bloomberg.com and you'll find this information bank of america offers account that's free if you don't visit the teller again <laughs> now go figure this out listen to this and read it to you really quickly this isn't a long blurb and then we have a guest who will be chiming in and weighing in on all this money business okay And this again, Bank America Corp has a novel way to lure more customers, and this is by David Midenberg. So Mindenberg. Free checking accounts for folks who never enter the bank. The bank, the largest in the United States by assets, is introducing an account on August 6th, and I'm sure this coincides with financial reform, which I've talked about on this show exhaustively. I've talked so much about financial reform and what happened with our money and credit cards, and a lot of those rules and policies took effect in July, so I'm really not surprised that um, it's, you know, by August, Bank of America's uh, new rollout And and strategy is taking place. But anyway, let me keep reading. Sorry about that. The bank, the largest in the United States by assets, is introducing an account on August 6th that won't include a monthly fee or minimum balance requirement unless the customer wants to use a teller or receive a monthly statement through the mail, said David Owen, a senior vice president for checking and debit at the Charlotte, North Carolina-based agency. Visiting a branch to make a deposit will trigger an $8.95 fee per month. Bank of America has tested the program in Georgia for eight months with a third of new customers selecting the account. Owen said in an interview yesterday, quote, it has a much broader appeal than we initially thought, end quote. He said, Bank of America is looking for more ways to make money from consumer banking amid a U.S. regulatory overhaul, which ratings company DBRS Inc. estimated may cut $1.9 billion from the lender's annual debit, and credit card revenue. The Senate may vote as soon as this week on a bill that also establishes a Consumer Financial Protection Agency. Bank of America views the new account as different from the mid-1990s program by First Chicago Corp. and other banks to levy $3 fees on people who dealt with tellers instead of automated teller machines. Does anybody remember that? If anybody's in the chat room and you remember what happened with First Chicago and those $3 fees, remember when they were Mac, Mac cards or Mac, and you went to the Mac machine, which stood for Money Access Center? If anybody wants to weigh in on that, let me know. The banks later dropped the charges after criticism from customers. Quote, this account is set up to the consumer and they can choose how they want to bank with us, Owen said. This is nothing like those early programs, end quote. The bank has about 18,000 ATMs, including about 13,800 that print images of deposited checks. Account holders who need to deposit coins or have service-related questions won't be charged a monthly fee. <sighs> Sandy, you know, I, Bank of America, I, I've had a love-hate relationship with bank of america for some time now and i'm they have pissed me off to piss bank of america has there i did a whole show on banking and just how the how these banks engage in these dubious business practice such as if you make a deposit they can hold it and then if all of a sudden something comes in they'll take that before they'll take your deposit which will trigger fees I just see um, it was put in the chat room. Yes, I remember the fees. However, the fees come up if you use an ATM outside of the network. Remember that? Okay, I'll explain that in a minute. Yeah, I feel the same about Bank of America, love, hate. Yeah, I do too. And you know what? One of the things that – one of the strongholds that Bank of America has over the American public is that they're everywhere. You can go almost anywhere and see um, a Bank of America. I know here in New York City, there are Bank of Americas on – I mean you can probably walk like three or four blocks, maybe five the most, east to west in Manhattan, north to south, from downtown World Trade Center, where where the World Trade Center used to be, all the way up to Harlem and their Bank of America branches everywhere. And one of the things that I noticed is they actually refuse to go into supermarkets. Some of the banks have now have these like like mini branches inside of supermarkets, which obviously cuts down on their real estate, which impacts their bottom line, which boosts their profits. But I have not seen that from Bank of America, which is one of the most profitable banks on record in this country, consumer banks. And when you look at all these little ways that they're trying to get fees, it's painful. It's painful to actually watch. And when you see how the fees are being assessed, they're assessing these fees on the customers that have the least ability To pay for them. Because if you look at it, people like my grandmother, people, you know, young people like my son, people who are less savvy about how to bank, they're the ones that typically will go into the teller. I know people my dad's age, like in their late 50s, early 60s, that still get paper checks. I had to finally convince my dad, Dad, please get direct deposit. But he would get his check and literally go to the bank and cash it. People like him would really be charged. And people that can afford it or have more means, they're the ones that do wire transfers and, and transfers between accounts, and they move money. And they're the ones that really, you know, an $8.95 fee, that's nothing. That's probably like a cup of coffee or something in the morning. Let me read what's going on in the chat room. Um, I had someone get on my check system, and they were the only ones to let me get an account. Oh, but I've gotten charged out of the Yoda for these fees. <laughs> that was just put in the chat room. Yeah, it's you know what? That happened to me with Washington Mutual. Washington Mutual, I think, is now Chase, if I'm not mistaken. They, I had to sign up for this service that if there was no money in the account, return it if there was no money in my account return it, and that's one of the things that screwed people up what would happen is if you have three dollars in your account and your coffee was four dollars they would allow that charge to go through and then charge you a $35 fee well that happened to me with Washington Mutual and then what happens is once it goes negative even if you put in a deposit they put the charges through before they would put the deposit through, and my account ended up four hundred and something dollars overdrawn. Now, if you're like me and you're not, you know, riding high in these financial times and you're really struggling to make ends meet, that four hundred dollars is a lot of money. And then it perpetuates and gets worse and worse and worse. And then what happens is they end up closing your account, putting you in check systems, and now you have this big fat, um, like, scarlet letter with remember the book the scarlet letter you have this big scarlet letter branded on your name and your social security number when really you know what you just got screwed because you were a dollar short or something like that and they charge this egregious 35 dollar fee so i mean when we really look at how these banks are making money it's really unfair for the people who can afford it the least um I just see in the chat when they're supposed to let you decide how to pay those fees based on new reform is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. And I actually signed up for it and I just got screwed in one of my accounts. I told this is what I did. I'm going to tell you what I actually did to fix this problem of automatic stuff coming out. Maybe I'm a I'm a little careless just like a lot of other Americans. But, you know, you sign up to have certain things automatically withdrawn, and I write them down, and sometimes I forget. And if you carry balances that are not very high, like me, um, and something comes in, it can really mess you up. Now, thank God, I've never been, well, in recent years, really been screwed by this, but what I went and did is I canceled every single debit card. I called all the banks that I bank with and was like, look, I lost my debit card, please issue me a new one. So what happened is as People that I've authorized automatic payments to, they um, tried to take it, and it didn't work. So when it didn't work, it made me, it forced me to write down what comes out and when, and I created a list so that I don't get screwed, because what will happen is these banks will allow the money to be withdrawn out of your account, and when it's withdrawn, you get messed up, and then here goes that vicious circle again. But I'll tell you, once I did that, it really enabled me to um, – Fix my account. We have a caller on the line, and I'm just going to bring my caller in. Caller from 336, you're on the air with Cy Brown Live. Do you have a question or a comment?
1: Hey, hey Cy, how are you doing? Hey,
0: you know what? I was looking in the chat room and didn't even see you um, with your hand raised on the switchboard. Sorry about that. We've got about ten minutes left on the show. Um, let me see. Well, actually it's saying seven minutes, but talk to us about um, – introduce yourself first of all and talk to us about what's going on with the money.
1: Hey, my name is DeWayne Moyell. I'm uh, here in North Carolina, High Point area. Uh, what's going on with the money is, from my understanding, is that the money is going to be going to be very bad in the right. next week. So uh, that the, they plan on crashing the money, which means that a dollar is only going to be worth five cents. Certain banks are protected because they went under foreign currencies, and have foreign countries to take them over, foreign banks to take them over. That are not back because we're not backed by gold or silver. And a lot of countries do not want this monopoly money anymore. Mm-hmm. This is a monopoly. It's not real. They're making it out of dim air. And due to Federal Reserve, they keep borrowing the money from the world bankers, and we're paying taxes because we have to pay back the interest. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the principal. All they care about is the interest because it keeps them afloat. Well, and the right. Best way, go ahead. No, keep going, keep going, keep going. About, about best off the
0: interest. Yourself,
1: and the best, best way to protect yourself when, uh, during this trying time is to use postal money orders or international money orders from the post office if you are with one of those banks that are not protected. So you need to go and talk to your bank, your bankers who you bank with. And find out uh, what's going on. If you, if these things were to happen, would you be protected? Then the questions you need to ask your uh, the heads of your bank.
0: One of the things that um, I just got a question in the chat room that said, "What is he talking about?" And like she's shocked. Like, hold it, wait a minute. How does that work? Um, what ha- can you explain a little bit about why? The payment of the interest is so important and not necessarily the debt?
1: Yeah, if you look at just dealing with credit, you know what I'm saying? When you deal with credit, what are you paying into? You have your 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 main bill, for the, the principal, but then you have the interest. you know. And if you're only paying the minimum balance to your bill, then most of it will be going to interest. Hmm. And that's all they care about. As long as that interest is there, that is what extends the loan. Like I just say loan, $5,000. Just say the interest was $150 or $200. But, you know, that's keeping their business afloat. They're getting their money back, you know, and they stretch it out over long term. And they do this with 1,000 people.
0: Right. So you know,
1: they have a steady business, you know, as long as there's people.
0: Right. I think one of the the most disheartening aspects of what's going on with this money is that the disparity between the wealthy and the poor, that gap is widening with every second that passes. Every Every second that passes, rich people are making more money and poor people and the middle class are getting poorer. And when you look at the disparity, you look back in England where you have the lords of the land and then the peasants. And I really see that happening in the United States. A lot of my friends call me, you know, conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. But I think we have to really take a serious look at what's going on with the money and how it actually impacts us. A friend of mine, her mother had like $100,000 in her retirement account, and then one day she lost thirty grand, Just, whoop, mm. gone. <laughs> poof, right into thin air. Because it's all paper money. Like you yeah. called it Monopoly money, it's just gone.
1: <laughs> yeah, they just created it. It's not backed by anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they can take it and make it at will. Right. You know, and now you have all these different countries that's not even accepting the currency anymore. Well, and you know
0: it's so funny? I'll share with you. Um, I received an email. I'm on Tony Robbins' mailing list, and I received an email that he's doing um, like these – life-changing seminars, and he does them all across the world, not just like Texas, Utah. I mean, global Tony Robbins does. He has a new show that's actually starting next week, Breakthrough with Tony Robbins. And he, his website lists what you need to travel to these other countries for his week-long, you know, life-changing events. Mm-hmm. On all of the cities, it says you must exchange the currency. It used to be they wanted the American dollar. These foreign countries wanted the American dollar. They would take the American dollar. And it's more and more common now that foreign countries won't even accept the American dollar because it's not worth the paper that it's written on.
1: You're right. And they have to change the currency. They have one that they're looking to bring to play. It's called the Amero dollar. Yes. The Amero.
0: You know, it's so funny you say that. Let me see how much time we have left in the show. It's probably just a couple minutes, but let me tell you something really quickly. I was in Kansas City, Missouri last year Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: went to a McDonald's, and in the McDonald's they accepted the Amero. And this was a year ago. This was last summer. Last summer they, they said they accept the Amero. Um yeah, it's one places of
1: the in New York that accept the euro. I
0: didn't even know that. Now how about that? I didn't even know that.
1: And I'm right here in
0: New York, so I should I should know that.
1: Amaro and the euro.
0: Well, yeah, that I know. I know I already know like if you walk into certain stores in Times Square in New York City, they um they accept the Amero. I mean the euro, I'm sorry. You don't even have to go through the money exchange. And I just got a note in the comment that the euro Euro is going to be the thing. Yeah, that and the Amero, which is the money that can be used between Canada, the United States, and Mexico.
1: Mexico, yeah. And we can thank,
0: um, you know, the North America Free Trade Agreement for part of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, we're down to the last um, couple couple minutes of the show. I just want to thank everybody. if we're listening to the show, we have a, a busy chat room, and I see a lot of people have called in on the phone um, to listen to today's show where we're just talking about banks and money and what's going on with our finances. And every now and again when I get totally frustrated with what's going on to poor people in this country, I do one of these shows. And, to you know, you can go back into the show's archive when I really, really talked about um, the banks when they were crashing. Dwayne, did you have any comments before we um, start to wind down today's broadcast?
1: Well, just like I said, I just want you to research, want the people to research their bank and protect themselves. Post money orders or uh, international money orders from the post office. Which I are protected by gold and silver and back.
0: Okay, um, I just got a quick note. Sandy, I can't extend today. <laughs> she's, she's excited to extend the show. I'll plan to do a full hour on a money show. Um, I just, I, We're just winding down. We're running out of time. I'll hit you up on Facebook, too. Um, always remember that we shall pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that we can do or any kindness that we can show to any human being, let us do it now. Let us not defer or neglect it, for we shall not pass this way again. I love you all for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time or anytime on the web at CyBrownLive.com. And, Sandy, I promise we'll do a whole hour money show. Talk to you all later. Peace.